Welcome back to part three of unlocking the power that is in God's word. If you missed the last two sessions, I'm telling you, go watch them. They are powerful. We got people right now that are watching from McKinney, Texas. We got people in Huntington, West Virginia, North Dakota, Miami, Finland, Des Moines, Iowa, Charleston, South Carolina. We got people in South Africa, Alberta, Canada, Sioux Falls, as I know. We've got people literally watching from all over right now. Louisiana, good to see you. Love you so much. Maybe that's Los Angeles. I can't tell. LA, same thing, right? People in Iowa, Houston, Texas. I love it. Hey, Erica, hope you're doing well. God bless you. My buddy Justin down in Florida. We got people watching from all over. Lyndon Washington, my very good friend Colton. If you missed the last two sessions, go watch them. They will change your life. I covered the two topics of number one, what it means that God's word is your daily bread. Hello in Omaha, Nebraska. And number two, what it means that God's word is alive and active in your spirit. Hey, we got people in Australia on YouTube. God bless you. So go watch those because it is so crucial that you understand what it means to feed on the word of God, get God's word in you every day, and number two, that it's alive in you, that it's a seed that's been planted and it needs to be watered and it grows. And because it's alive, it stays functioning in your life. Once it's in you, it functions outward through you. That's how powerful the word of God is. It's spiritual. It's not like all the other ones. It's spiritual. Mandy just said, I've been listening to you on Spotify all day. Been so blessed. Hallelujah. Your teachings on faith have blessed me. I'd love to start sowing into your ministry. Well, God bless you, Mandy. Thank you so much for your giving. And I'm so grateful that the podcast has been blessing you. We're going to be updating the podcast. We've got like 30 new episodes coming out on the podcast. They will change your life. So if you don't already listen to the podcast, go find it on any platform. Any platform. All right, everybody. Let's get into part three of unlocking God's word. If you haven't liked this already, like it. If you haven't shared it already, share it. And if you're not already subscribed on YouTube, subscribe. I'm telling you, this is going to be great. Go with me to Matthew chapter 7. One of my favorite chapters in the Bible. Let me pray for you quickly before I start reading. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, I thank you so much for the opportunity that you've given to me with this platform, these platforms, to reach people. Thank you that your word says that the sower sows the word. As your word goes forth tonight, I thank you ahead of time that you're watching over it to perform it. I ask that you would break down every chain, rip down every stronghold, Break down every wicked plan of the devil for these people's lives and let them be so built up in faith that mountains move, that doors open, that ways are made for them to prosper and have success in life as you have already planned in your word ahead of time. Lord, we give you all the glory and we thank you for your word, that it's exalted even above your name. We worship you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And amen. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. This is going to be point number one. We're only going to have two main points for today's teaching. 
Point number one, you can write this down for those that take notes. Build every area of your life on God's word. I want you to write that down. And I want you to type this in the comments. Say, I will build my life on the word of God. Put it in the comments. Let me make sure that you're paying attention and that this is getting inside of you. That's right, Erica. This is a great chapter. I will build my life on God's word. Matthew chapter 7, starting in verse 24. Everyone then, these are the words of Jesus. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Let's start there. Everyone then who hears my word and does them will be a wise man or woman that's built their life on the rock. Highlight that. Underline it. Let's break it down. Number one, Jesus says that you must hear his words. You remember there's a very common phrase that Jesus used when he would teach. Those with ears, let them hear. Those with eyes, let them see. Well, everybody that came to see Jesus preach had ears and they all had eyes. So he wasn't talking about their natural ears. He was talking about the ears of their heart. Those with spiritual ears to hear. Spiritual eyes to see. Those that are poor in spirit, let them hear my word and let them understand it. So Jesus said, everyone who hears or understands these words of mine, and then part two, does them. I want you to write this down. You must hear and understand God's word, and you must do it. Remember, in the book of James, he says, Don't be hearers of the word only, but be doers of the word. To build a life on God's word doesn't mean you just go to church on Sunday and let people preach an eight-point sermon to you on how to love your neighbor. It's about waking up every day, finding the areas in your life that don't align with God's word, and bringing them into alignment with the word of God. That's why it's so crucial that the way you feed on this is not just a 15-minute devotional time in the morning, although that's better than nothing. But you can't just wake up blatantly reading random Bible verses. That's how I remember when I first got saved. And a lot of Christians like like old Christians, they'll read their Bible this way. This is how they'll do their devotions. When I first got saved, I would take my Bible and I would just flip through the pages and then stop randomly and then just find a Bible verse wherever my finger would land and I would just assume it's God talking to me. That's not quite how it works. See, the Bible is actually meant for much more than that. God's word is exalted above his name. He takes it very seriously. And he's given it to you as a book of instruction to apply it to your life. So when you build your life on God's word, then it won't fall to pieces. When you build your life on God's word, it'll actually take the areas of your life that are not aligned and put them in the correct place, in God's perfect, good, and acceptable will. Erica said, please say that again. I don't know which part you want me to repeat. I'm sorry. This will be posted, though. You can go rewatch it. So we build our life on God's word. Number one, you have to understand it. 
understanding means revelation knowledge. Remember, I covered in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, it says that faith is the substance of things hoped for. There's a substance to faith. That substance is revelation knowledge that gets inside of you because faith comes by hearing. The same way Jesus said, those that hear my word understand it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. He says, build your life on my word. Whoever hears and understands it and then does it will be a wise man. So number one, hear, meditate, understand God's word. When it talks about money, find what the Bible says about money. Meditate on it. Get to know God's heart for money. What the intention behind money is. And then walk that out. When it comes to loving your neighbor, same concept. When it comes to preaching the gospel, same concept. Find out God's heart by hearing and understanding the word and then doing it. So number two, what does it look like to do the word? He said you must hear and you must do the word. It means faith is put into action. That's right, Erica. He doesn't want his children poor. Faith requires action. Put that in the comments for me. Faith requires action. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, us having the same spirit of faith, we believe and so we speak. In Romans 10, it says that the way that we're saved is by believing on Jesus in our heart and then confessing with our mouth. Faith always has action. It's not enough just to believe something in the Word. Hey, I appreciate it, man. I think that was Theo. I can't tell if you're being sarcastic, but thank you, man, if you're being serious. Faith requires action. So it's not just enough to read God's Word and to believe it. I could read the word and believe that Jesus is the son of God. But the Bible says you must confess him as Lord. You must be baptized. You must repent, turn away from sins. It shows every time you see faith in God's word, there is always action tied to it. So I could read what the Bible says about feeding the hungry. And I could believe that there's a blessing attached to it. But nothing will change if I don't go out and feed the hungry. So you've got to be able to read God's word, believe it, confess it, let it leave your mouth, and then walk that reality out. That's right, Erica. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. It's not the evidence of things that don't exist. It's the evidence of things you just cannot see. They're in the spirit. So because they're in the spirit, they do exist. You just don't see them yet. But believing is seeing. Because when you believe it, you speak it, you walk it out, it will come into this reality. Faith is the currency of heaven. Faith pulls what's in the spirit into the natural. Salvation, the bill is already paid. The ransom's covered. The blood of Jesus has paid the price. But it's in the spirit. So in order for you to access that inheritance that's in the spirit, it must be pulled into the natural by faith. So Jesus says, those that believe, they hear my words, meaning they understand, and they do my words. They are the wise ones. You are going to be a wise Christian. You're not going to be like other 
And I, I hate to even have to say this, but you're not going to be like other Christians that won't do the word of God. They might believe it, they might hear it, but they won't do it. You're not going to be one of those. You're going to be a Christian that hears God's word, you believe it, and you're going to do it in your life all the way until Jesus comes to take you home. Let's keep reading. So those that hear the words of mine and do them will be like a wise man who's built his house on the rock. So what does a wise man's house look like? Jesus says a wise man's house is one that's built on a rock, a firm foundation. It's not one that's built on sand or miry clay that can fall apart when waves and wind hit the house. It says that a wise man, when understanding and doing God's word, builds his house on a rock, a rock that's not shaken. And he says, and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. See, now here's where a lot of Christians get messed up when it comes to faith. They hear faith preachers like this and they say, those guys just think they can confess Bible verses and all their issues are going to go away. Well, yes. But then there's other people that <laughs> you see them on Netflix documentaries that I'm not going to mention by name. But you'll see these other preachers on Netflix documentaries that try to make a mockery of it because they've tried it and it didn't work for them. Well, let me tell you why it didn't work. It's not enough just to say a Bible verse. You must believe that Bible verse with your whole heart. Because it says in James chapter 1 that a double-minded man should expect to receive nothing from God. So when you don't believe God's word wholeheartedly, meaning you can't be on the fence, you can't be, well, I know this is what the Bible says, but what about this? What if this happens? No. You have to be all in. You either 100% believe every word that's in this Bible is alive and active, Meaning if, if it's alive and active, it means everything in here is for today. That's what alive means. Otherwise, it would be dead. You either believe it's alive and active and everything is for right now and it's accessible to you or you don't. And if you don't, you can quote the Bible all day long. If it's not believed in your heart, it won't activate faith. Faith starts by hearing. It's activated by believing and it's actioned by your speaking. A lot of people think there's no way it's that simple. Trust me, it's that simple. I've seen it in my own life. It really is that simple. But God will test your heart with it. I want you to understand that God's not looking for phonies. God's not looking for get-rich-quick-scheme Christians. God will test your heart, and he'll offend your mind. You know, it says in Luke chapter 2 that Jesus... One of the prophecies spoken over his life was that he would offend people's minds to reveal their heart. Maybe those people that tried confessing the scripture and it didn't happen in their life the second or third time they did it. Maybe the reason it didn't happen is because God actually allowed their minds to be offended to reveal the wickedness in their heart. So that they would go and make a wicked Netflix movie, series I should say that goes and calls out all of these other preachers. So God's word will offend your mind to expose your heart. There will be times where it'll look like things aren't shifting, but you have to remain steadfast.
The Christian life is being steadfast. The Christian life is not roller coaster, emotional up and down hills and valleys. That sounds great in a lot of songs. He's the God of the hills and valleys, but it's super anti-scriptural. John the Baptist said, let every mountain be made low and let every valley be made high. Make clear a path for the Lord. When you're plugged in with God, your path is clear. It's the straight and narrow road. It's not the windy and hard up and down road. It's the straight and narrow road. It's the always on top and never beneath. It's always the head and never the tail. It's glory to glory, not glory to failure. It's not a hills and valley thing. It's a clear path. His word is a lamp unto your feet. And when it seems like things get funky, you stand on the word. Remain on the rock. And when you remain on God's word and on his rock, no matter what the outside circumstances look like, they will always align to God's word. Just be steadfast. Just be steadfast. You know, I'm reminded of Daniel. I think it's Daniel chapter 11. Kinsey's on here. She could correct me if I'm wrong. She knows the book of Daniel very well. I think it's Daniel chapter 11 where Daniel goes into a fast because he's seeking wisdom from the Lord. He needs revelation. He needs an answer from the Lord. And as he goes and fasts, it takes like 20 days, 21 days, I believe, for the messenger angel Gabriel to get the message of the Lord to Daniel. Now, he said when he came to Daniel, the Lord heard your prayer immediately, but the prince over Persia, I could not get past until the archangel Michael came to help him. <laughs> Someone said, please say some Netflix people. You keep putting it out there subliminally. No, I can't. I'm not going to call people out by name. But, but, even though it took 21 days for the message from the Lord to get to Daniel, Daniel remains steadfast. <laughs> Sometimes it might take time for your life to come into alignment with God's word, but remain steadfast. It's not going to take 80, 90, 100 years. Chill out. It took Daniel 21 days. <laughs> Just remain steadfast. And Jesus said, when you do, you'll be a wise man that builds your house on a rock. And when everything else is being shaken around you, people's lives are being shaken, the government's being shaken, your nation is being shaken, your life will remain steadfast. You will remain unshakable. I want you to type that in the comments. Say, I am unshakable. So another misconception that people have about faith preachers is that they think that faith preachers just are oblivious to the fact that there's struggle, there's trial, there's wicked things that happen in the world. No, faith preachers are not oblivious. They're not idiots. They know the word. They realize that there's going to be things that happen in life that you can't control because Jesus teaches it. He says the rain will fall. The floods will come, the winds will blow, and they're going to beat on your house. But what does he say right after? Your house will not fall because it's been founded on the rock. Faith preachers are not oblivious to trials and struggle in life. But they know that the rain will fall. They know that the winds will blow. They know that the waves are going to crash. But they also know that the word says that their life will not be shaken. Their house will remain unshakable. That's the difference between faith preachers and unbelieving preachers. We'll put it that way. So we're not oblivious. 
We just stand on the word. I want you to put that in the comments. Say, I'm going to stand on the word. No matter what. What did Jesus do when the devil came to tempt him? If you really are the son of God, turn this rock into bread. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of the father. Then he takes him up to the temple. Says, if you really are the son of God, throw yourself off. For it is written that his angels will concern or will catch you concerning even if you stub your foot against a rock. What does Jesus do? It is also written. <laughs> you can take the word of God and all it takes is one Bible verse and you'll shake up the devil so good he'll flee from you. Like he's, he's such a pansy. It took three Bible verses and Jesus was able to get the devil to leave him until the end of his ministry when he made the biggest mistake he's ever made and put him on that cross. If you know the word, and you stand on the word, even the strongest temptations, even the biggest struggles in life will not be able to shake your life. Someone said, pansy, I'm not going to explain. <laughs> but the next time that someone asks you what you think about the devil, just say, he's a pansy. Amen. The winds will blow. The rain will fall. The waves will crash. Your house will not be shaken. Verse 26, and everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the same rain will fall, the same floods will come, the winds will blow and beat against that house and it will fall and the fall will be great. So Jesus says there's two different people, two groups of people in life. There's people that believe every word that comes out of the mouth of Jesus and their house will not be shaken no matter what comes across their path in life. Number two, he says there's another group of people. They will not build their lives on my word. And so when catastrophe hits, their house will crumble. Now, a lot of people are going to say, all right, Talon, well, my house crumbled. So does that mean I didn't build my life on the word of God? Don't get mad at the preacher. Get mad at the message. I didn't write the Bible. The Holy Spirit wrote the Bible. Proof is in the pudding. So if there's an area in your life that is shaking right now. It needs to be built on God's word. Go find out what the word of God says about that area and bring things into alignment with God's word. And he guarantees it'll remain unshakable. I remember when I first started building my life on the word of God, every area. I mean like and here's here's a good here's a good note for people. It doesn't matter what it is in life. It is in the Bible. I guarantee it. Maybe not something like how to Q-tip your ears, but every issue that you'll come across in life, I guarantee you, guarantee you, your answer is in the Bible. It doesn't matter what it is. If you're struggling with lust, go find out what the word says about lust and bring your life into proper alignment with what God's word says about lust. Number two, if you're struggling financially, go find out what the Bible says about making money, keeping money, and increasing money. Align your life with what God's word says about it, and you are guaranteed to have success in that area. Every single area of your life. Depression. A lot of people think there's nothing in God's word about depression. There is. It says, for the spirit of heaviness, put on a garment of praise. If you're struggling with depression, start praising God. 
Thank him. Take 30 seconds and say, thank you, Lord, for a roof over my head. Thank you, Jesus, for clothes on my body. Thank you that I've got food in my mouth. Thank you that I live in a first world country and I'm not eating dirt for lunch. Thank you, Lord. I praise you. You start praising God for what he's done. You'll watch a spirit of depression. Leave your life. Someone said drugs. Yeah, drugs too. Every area of your life, you will find the answer in God's word. Take that area of your life, plant it on the word of God, and you are guaranteed to watch it succeed. Go to Psalm chapter 1 with me. We're going to finish up with a couple more Bible verses here. Psalm chapter 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law, or the word of the Lord. And on his word he meditates day and night. Remember that word blessed means multiply abundantly. So the person that meditates on God's word day and night will multiply abundantly, is what the Bible is saying here. It says he is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields fruit in every season and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. So when you read that, it's very hard to say that God intends for you to go from mountaintop to valley to mountaintop to valley. There is nothing in God's word that could ever make you think that he has an intention for you to go like this. For you to ever run dry, for your leaf to ever wither, for you to ever not bear fruit. No, it says you will bear fruit in every season. Your leaf will not wither. In all that you do, you will prosper. In all that you do. It didn't say in some that you do. It didn't say in the things that you like to do. It didn't say just in your job, just in your marriage, just with your kids. It said in all that you'll do, you will prosper. When you meditate on God's word day and night. Praise the Lord. All right, go to Deuteronomy 28. These You can just write down these scriptures. I'm just going to read them to you, and I'll let you meditate on them. Deuteronomy 28. Listen to these blessings that come upon your life when you meditate on God's word day and night. And if you faithfully obey the voice of the Lord your God, being careful to do all of his commandments, that's his word, that I command you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. And all of these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. So the Bible makes it very clear. When you meditate on God's word and you do what it says, just like Jesus said, when you build your life on my word, these blessings will overtake your life. All of these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you if you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the field. Whether you're in the city or you're in the field, those are basically the only two areas you can be. God says you'll be blessed to multiply abundantly everywhere you go. <laughs> blessed shall be the fruit of your womb, your kids, and the fruit of your ground, and the fruit of your cattle, your money, and the increase of your herds, and the young of your flock your savings. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl, all your food. Blessed shall you be when you come in and blessed shall you be when you go out. That covers every area of your life. Blessed. Hey, Ellie. Blessed in every area of your life. 
The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before you. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. The Lord will command the blessing. Not only will he, like the Lord doesn't suggest the blessing on, on believers. It says he commands the blessing to come upon you. God will come forcefully. He will forcefully command his blessing upon you to overtake you. Imagine there's a massive <laughs> tidal wave of blessing coming upon your life from behind. That's what it'll be like when you're plugged in with the Lord. You won't you just won't even be able to help yourself. You'll be blessed. Everything you do, you'll be blessed. Every conversation you have will be blessed. Every person you talk to will be blessed. Every room you walk into will be blessed. Everything you put your hand to will be blessed. And your enemies will run from you. You won't even have to those of you that aren't confrontational, you won't even have to be. They'll just run from you. It's funny, most of the people that have issues with me, they don't even have conversations with me. Because the fear of the Lord will scare their pantyhose off. Whenever someone has an issue with me, they always talk to people that know me about it. They never talk to me about it. They will run from you. I've never, to this day, I've never had somebody that's had an issue with me come to me directly and talk to me about it. They've always gossiped or talked to other people about it. Not one time. God will force your enemies. They will weep. They'll cry like sissy girls. And they'll flee from you seven different ways. There's probably some watching me right now, which is funny. Anyway, the Lord will establish you a people holy to himself as he has sworn to you, if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. What are his ways? His word. And all the peoples of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of you. Like I just said, they'll be afraid of you. And the Lord will make you abound in prosperity. Pretty hard to get around that one. In the fruit of your womb and in the fruit of your livestock and in the fruit of your ground within the land that the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. The Lord will open to you his good treasury, the heavens. I don't know about you, but it'd be really cool if like the Federal Reserve opened up the massive bank that runs America and said, hey, come in here. Let's have a great time. Take whatever you need, Taylor. I'll open up the Federal Reserve on your life. No, we have one greater. The Bible says that God owns the cattle on a thousand hill. He's the Lord that owns all the silver and all the gold. And he says, I will open up to you my good treasury, the heavens. The heavens are open to you as a Christian. No matter what you need. You know, Jesus said, pray and whatever you need, it will be done for you when you pray in my name. The literal translation for that in the Greek is if I don't have it, I will make it for you. Powerful stuff. God says, if it's not already a thing in this life, I will make it for you. That's how much he loves you. Praise the Lord. The Lord will open to you his good treasury, the heavens, to give the rain to your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hands. Everything you put your hand to, he'll bless it. And you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You'll always be on top. And you shall only go up and not down. I want you to highlight that one. He says you'll only go up and not down. A true Christian is meant to only go up and not down. Not hills and valley Christianity. It's anti-scriptural to be a Christian that's on a hill one day and in a valley the next. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, being careful to do them. 
And if you do not turn aside from any of the words that I command you today to the right hand or to the left, to go after other gods to serve them. When you make God your resting place, like it says in Psalm 91, when you abide in the shadow of the Almighty, that is what your life will look like. And we're going to close on this. Joshua chapter 1, a couple pages over. So you just saw all the blessings that come upon your life when you serve the Lord and you build your life on His Word. Now I want you to see how God will have your back. Verse 1 in Joshua 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving to them, to the people of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, just as I promised to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the <laughs> land of the Hittites, to the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and courageous. Check this, highlight it, underline it. Being careful to do according to all the law that the Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may have good success everywhere you go. The book of the law, this book of the law, shall not depart from your mouth. Other translations say, this book of instruction shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your, your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous." Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So you see in Deuteronomy 28, Joshua chapter 1, Psalm chapter 1, and Matthew chapter 7. When you build your life on God's word, he will not forsake you. He will not leave you. He will only bless you. He will never curse you. He will prosper everything you put your hands to. And when all the different things in life come your way, you will not be shaken. And if anyone else preaches anything else to you, remember, I just gave you about a hundred scriptures to pack you full of faith to believe that is the reality of God's will for your life. Only up and not down. Praise the Lord. After you've heard this, there's no way to go back. Your life will be blessed. Your life will be unshakable. And when the devil tries to shake your life, you're going to be a Christian that stands up and says, no way, get out of here, for it is written. And you're going to stand on God's word continuously. Let me pray for people. Before I pray for you, I'm going to give people an opportunity to sow seed. Like I mentioned earlier on, we reached 150 million people last year. This year, we're going to reach 200 million people with the gospel. We're currently feeding 25 kids every day in the country of Nicaragua, and we're only looking to increase that. So if you've been blessed by these live streams, if you've been blessed by the ministry, if you have a heart to see people reached for Jesus, like last night, we had hundreds of people give their lives to Christ. Praise God. If you're one of those people and you have a heart to see the gospel go forth, to see people be born again, 
I want you to remember what the Bible says. And if you don't know what the Bible says about money, go watch my videos on money. I talk about the law of sowing and reaping. Changes your life. Right now, you have faith. And when you sow in faith, you reap a hundredfold, sixtyfold, thirtyfold. It will rock your world. Praise the Lord. I'm so glad. So if you've been blessed, I'm going to give you an opportunity to sow into the ministry. You can see on YouTube right now on your screen. There's different ways that you can give financially. You can give on the website, revivalway.com. Click partner financially today. You can give through Cash App, through Venmo, through PayPal, at dollar sign Revival Way on Cash App, or at Revival Way, one word on Venmo, and at Revival Way, one word on PayPal. Some people give 100, some people give 500, some people give 1,000. Just pray and ask the Lord, Lord, what would you have me to give? Don't give any more, don't give any less. And I'm so blessed by your giving. I see everybody. <laughs> I see everybody on YouTube. Alexandria Rojas, good to see you. John, Teresa, Charlie. Faraha, I think that's how you pronounce your name. Love you so much. Anasita, Reza, so blessed by you guys on YouTube. Go ahead, take a moment to sow. As you're getting ready to sow into the ministry, I'm going to pray and join my faith with you, but I want you to see I'm believing God for 100 monthly partners at $100 or more every single month. We've already had them flooding in like crazy. People are so excited to give to the kingdom of God. You guys know my goal, 200 million people for Christ. We're going to make it happen. Right now, we just passed 61,000 decisions. We're at almost 62,000 decisions for Jesus now after last night. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So anyone that partners today with the ministry, I'm going to send you this book. These are the seven laws that you must honor to have uncommon success by Dr. Mike Murdoch. It's a very short read and it will change your life. I don't, some people don't like short reads. I like short reads. Anything that's short like this and powerful, that's my go-to. And it changed my life. And if it changed my life, it'll change your life. On top of that, I'm going to add you to a private Zoom group where we will meet once a month and you'll have time to ask me questions and it'll be powerful. We'll get into deeper topics in the Bible as well. It'll be a great time. So those of you that are going to give, I thank you ahead of time for your giving. Let me pray for you as you get ready to sow. Spencer said, what's the book called again? It's the seven laws that you must honor in order to have uncommon success. That's what it's called. Whatever you're going to sow on today, through Cash App, Venmo, PayPal, or the website. Hold your phone up. Hold your cash up, whatever it is. And let me pray. Let's believe God to do what His Word says He'll do. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, I join my faith with every person that sows into the ministry right now. Let it be done unto them as they have believed. And as your Word said, some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. But always pressed down, always shaken together, and always running over. Let it flow liberally back into their lap. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Danny said, pray for my uncle. Let me pray for your uncle, brother. Oh, Danny, if your uncle already died, there's no need of me praying for him. I pray he knew the Lord. 
But Father, I pray you be with Danny's family. Jesus mighty name. All right, everybody. Hey, I love you. If you're watching this on Instagram right now, I'm getting ready to post it. Go and share it on your Instagram story. Gain some new friends and also lose some new friends, I'm sure. But go ahead and share it. I love you on YouTube. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. I'll see you tomorrow night for the fourth and final part of this series. It's going to be a blowout. You're going to love it. Love you. See you tomorrow.